Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Did WWE just ruin money in the bank? I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined. By housemate Simon. Hey. Hello. Say hi in the housemate Simon section, everyone. Is of course because Luke and Laurie made the valiant effort of staying up all night last night to watch the Money in the Bank live streams. But that hasn't stopped Randy Andy Datsun, who's also joining us from WrestleTalk.com. Well, amazingly, because we knew we'd have done these new settings, uh, when I pressed fade, it went to me. So all, yes. uh, all everyone saw was me flailing at you to say you're ready to go. Okay, well that's that's good. Yeah, at least you you know spoiled that surprise because we've had too many surprises potentially. Of course, send in your su- 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 super chats to Randy Andy Datsun. He'll be manning them, and we'll get to them in the break. And uh, press thumbs up, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Brock Lesnar's back, Simon. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Christ, back. I'm into it. You knew that that was happening before you watched the pay-per-view. So you were enjoying the pay-per-view, and then the Brock thing happened. I I mostly enjoyed the whole show, and then the Brock thing happened, and that made me very annoyed and almost made me dislike the the whole rest of the show. Mm. How was it knowing that Brock was already going to be there? Well, because I went into it knowing he was going to turn up, and knowing when he was going to turn up, and knowing exactly what was going to happen. Uh, I actually just left it. In the, mm. I was like, right. It's happening. I'm just. I know when it's gonna. So I actually, actually, completely softened the blow when it happened. So when I did, when I did actually finally see it, mm. I did find it quite amusing. Yeah. So you, you were, you took it with good humour rather than yeah. rage. If I'd seen it live, I would have been livid. Well, there's. It's if you go back and watch our live stream, and when it happens, Luke just bursts out laughing, <laughs> and Laurie just does this, <laughs> and and almost cries into his palm. Laurie. Uh, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but when me and Laurie are at home, <laughs> he talks about uh, Brock Lesnar a lot. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> he Pro- prompted? Or does he just bring it sometimes up? Sometimes unprompted. <laughs> he just sort of has a general disdain for, for mm. what he represents, which is fine. But yeah, he, uh, 
he's he's realistic on one side. He's like, yeah, I can see the business and all that kind of stuff. And then he'll trail off into a sort of blind rage yeah. about what it's done to his psyche. He gets red. He gets very red. So it's look, this is a thing that's happened, and I can see the case for it. WWE have sliding ratings. They've got the Saudi Arabian money to play with and all the Fox stuff. Like, you need a lot of Hail Marys at the moment if you're WWE to appease the TV networks. And Brock is one of the biggest stars they've had in the last decade, if not the biggest. So it makes sense to bring him back. Unfortunately, everyone who's lived through and stuck with WWE in these harsh two years has grown to hate Brock Lesnar. Mm. So this is sort of, I guess, a move to get back viewers with Brock Lesnar, but it's also going to piss off everyone that stayed with them. I don't think it's necessarily about the viewers themselves. Okay. It's about, it's about where those viewers are coming from, because ultimately the only part of WWE's business model which is failing is specifically TV ratings. That hasn't stopped them getting the biggest TV deal they've had for a long time. Mm -hmm. Hasn't stopped them getting loads of money from Saudi Arabia. Hasn't stopped them developing territories all over the world and buying buying out everyone. So their social media, they are basically the biggest thing on social media that isn't called PewDiePie. So that's the only bit that's going wrong. So when you look, when you take a step back... You're talking purely business-wise. Purely business-wise. Because there are many things going wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Just, in terms of, just in terms of how they themselves view their success, mm-hmm. which is not on anything else other than share and stock, because they're floated. So that's all, it's all going swimmingly, apart from that one thing. So, yeah, they are, just, they are happy to, I think, periodically throw li- a little bit of that under the bus to appease... It's a lot of plates, but, mm. but they ha- so they can't do it all, <coughs> and they can. I think they can justify losing TV viewership in 2019 more than they can justify losing the Saudi money or social media numbers. So I think it, from that sense, it does make sense. I still wouldn't have done it. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, but I can see it. Let's talk about what happened because it was a really good match. That, that great. That, that mun, men's mun, mums. That mums. <laughs> Money in the bank match. In, it's a mum on a pole match. My mummy in a bank match. <laughs> Sorry, it was a Freud, Freudian blowjob. I mean a Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, the, that, like, that was one of the best money in the bank matches for a while. And I, I usually love all the money in the bank matches, so that's, that's high praise. Yeah. I like the fact that in this one, there's been crazier spots, but the timing of this one was way better. Mm. I think it was slightly shorter than they normally are. This was well, it just, zipped by, yeah. This was just short 20, which I think normally they're a bit longer than that. But also, uh, I just think every spot was just totally justified really quickly. Mm. So that everything had heat. Everything was... It just played really, really well. So even though, like, the Bala spot, that felt... Even though like, you can watch it <coughs> now and think, actually, there's been bigger spots. Mm. You could even say there's a, there's a bigger spot in the um, women's match earlier on. But because it was so well justified from a storytelling standpoint, it came out as a massive moment. I just think that was just really smart wrestlers wrestling smart. I thought it was really good. Yeah, cool. the, the one you're talking about is it's Finn Balor and Andrade on the top of the ladder. I like how you said that. Andrade. Do you say Barcelona? Barcelona. <laughs> not, not consciously. <laughs> I'm just cultured. Uh, but the they had a ladder wedged between the upright ladder That's right. and the rope, the ring rope. So you had a sort of parallel to the floor ladder a table it was a, a table, table ladder. ladder yeah and Finn Balor is his backs to that Andrade 
does a sunset flip powerbomb over him in into the ladder. Yeah. So Balor takes that and initially like, oh my God, he's dead. But then uh, Brian Alvarez pointed this out on Wrestling Observer Radio that it's actually, it looks incredible, but, and it's going to hurt. Like I'm not yeah. sitting here saying, well, that was an easy bump to take. But it's not as dangerous as it looks because the the ladder is on the rope and that's going to bounce down, absorb a lot mm. of the impact with that and just throw you back up again. Yeah. And yeah, that's why he went so high. It was like taking a powerbomb on a trampoline. But yeah, so it was it was that perfect mix of well, look, it looked perfection. great. Yeah. That's exactly a big spot <laughs> should be not very painful and look spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it ticked those boxes. And like you said, from the, they, they, their little feud that they've got going yeah. over the Intercontinental title as well, it worked perfectly. I thought, it, and it's crazy because Balor took that one and then he took two less spectacular, much worse bumps. The one on the ladder that was oh. on its side. Because you just see it just doesn't move. It doesn't even yeah. move an inch. He's just got to take it. Yeah, so Corbin just choke slams Balor on a ladder that's on the ground, but not, not flat. Up, oh, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. Michael Cole said it was the hardest part of the ladder. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would be. Yeah. That, does, that, does that make sense? No, no it's all hard. Isn't I guess it? you could claim the joint perhaps is slightly sturdier than if you. I think if you had a, that ladder that big and you landed on one of the legs, mm. it probably would a bend. rung. Yeah, a rung. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was gross to look at, whatever it was, <laughs> but it didn't, it wasn't as spectacular as that safer one. So I just. You don't need to do all those flips. No. But because Bala had the, like these three really rough-looking spots, the other one, I think, was Drew McIntyre's belly-to-back yeah. suplex <coughs> over his head. But Ricochet was just lobbed <laughs> out the ring, <laughs> and he went through the, the ladder that was between the ring and the announcer's table. Yeah. I keep forgetting that happened. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. and Because th- when you have... They are so perfectly matched, because as soon as... Because uh, McIntyre sort of billed him a few times, and he just has the perfect flight, mm. but still kind of makes it look like he's like doing this mid-air. It's such a perfect landing. Yeah, dead in the center, snaps it in half. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. I'm there. glad that one snapped because that made if it that bounced that yeah. would have been bad. Ooh. Yeah, there's no give there. Those yeah. aren't ring ropes. Well, even even the big somersault bit. Just to go back to that, when didn't uh, Guerrero do that to Edge once at another uh, years ago, mm. and he kind of flopped over the top and just brought him down. The way Andrade does this one, he properly gets height, goes first, and he does a full powerbomb. Like, every part of it is such perfect yeah. motion. It was incredible. <coughs> uh, also, there was a Spanish fly off of two ladders set up next to each other. That was from Ali onto Andrade. I, there were so many contrived ladder spots, mm. you know, like where someone puts the ladder. Like, why are you doing that? But I never thought that in the match because I was enjoying it so much. I love watching someone reposition it and you go, I wonder what they're going to do with that. Yeah, like Ali, when he set up the Spanish fly, he's looking up at the briefcase and then putting the ladder over here. Yeah. And then well, that, the, yeah. The commentator said, oh, he's positioning it for himself. So what they made it look like was that it was only one side of the ladder that could reach the belt, mm. which was sort of... Oh, okay. Yeah, which was quite... That, that kind of They worked. tried. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what else happened? The, the, this was how much I was enjoying the match. I I really enjoyed Baron Corbin running round and hitting his moves on everyone. Yeah, he, that was amazing. Yeah, it was like here's a deep six. Here's also, the, here's the choke slam. He has got really good move set. Yeah. he's got a great. It's I, really yeah, cool. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So you can't. It's he's still wearing a waistcoat, which is a shame. But. It wasn't as good as Cesaro's old hot tags, no. where he just used to run around. But I thought it it, it felt 
on a not on a par, but in the same yeah. sport. He did. Was it that at the point where he got the "You Still Suck" chant? <laughs> did he? He got <laughs> so everyone called him massively pop for something he did, and then just started <laughs> chanting "You Still Suck," which mm. I thought. That is that's good chant work. Yeah, I don't yeah. know normally that into that, but yeah, you still suck. Yeah, we enjoyed that, but yeah, that was a like fantastic it. work there. But <laughs> so, I, I sorry, just I mm. really loved Orton at the start. Yeah, where he just because I, I realise now that Orton now just wrestles memes. <laughs> Everything he does is a meme. The, the table spot on the outside where he just did it to everyone, gets the chant, gets the Randy Orton chant. It's, like, it's so bizarre that someone like so detached from that world. Mm. He's he's just like, he's become a weird internet darling yeah. now. But he just went around, did his bits. Everyone thought it was hilarious and great and then just got out the way yeah. for he, about 15 minutes. Because he's not going near a ladder. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He, didn't, yeah, he didn't climb once, did he? No. No. Well, that's yeah. Why would he? He's Randy Orton. He's not going to get on the ladder. <laughs> what there? Like, it hurts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the yeah. So this this all came to Ali by himself going up, <coughs> like climbing up the ladder, and everyone else. And this always bugs me as well. You've got six guys who are down on the outside of the ring, and Ali goes all the way to the top. That's enough time for one of them to recover. Mm. And then you have Brock Lesnar's music hitting. Andrade has the briefcase pretty much ready to unhook but the sound of Brock Lesnar's music freezes him in his headlights did I keep saying Andrade I mean I meant Ali yeah yeah Uh, yeah that was I don't know why he didn't just wait for 10 seconds or Mm. someone or someone should have hit the music earlier but like well yeah it wasn't his fault it was the production as soon as as he got onto that first rung it would have been funny to try and see him slither up as slowly as possible (laughs) and then like yeah, it was it was it was awkward watching it frozen in the air like that. But I guess you just do it where Ali gets into the ring, he realizes everyone's down, and that, and he looks up, and then you get the crowd going, "Yeah, you can do it." Yeah, and yeah. then when he puts the first foot on the bottom rung, bum, bum. Yeah. That's how you do it, rather than making him look like an idiot. You rarely just see a um, just a just a little slip, like through tiredness. He could have mm. just sort of slipped. Yeah, would have been a bit a bit of fun. Fainted. Yeah, at the top, <laughs> just got height. The uh, it is quite um, unfortunately metaphorical of just having Ali just literally sat waiting for Brock Lesnar to come and steal his thing from yeah. the top of the ladder. These guys have all hurt themselves a lot and put in loads of work, and Brock walks down at the end to take or to reap the rewards. Yeah, sounds familiar. Sa- yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is a meta commentary on themselves. So we yeah we haven't even got into how Brock was in this match because. He wasn't in the match. It went ahead as a seven-person <coughs> about, and which by the way, the Bailey. Me- I don't think they. They don't think they actually mentioned it in the commentary. I think at the end they did, mm. but the match started. I think it might have got like one brief mention, but other than that, nothing. So that story yeah. was never actually really. No one on screen ever went. Well, how are we gonna like Triple H is there as the authority figure or night? And at no point did he. Did was there a scene where he went? Like I was on the phone because everyone's on the phone. Yeah, yeah. just going. Well, we're gonna. Have, we'll just have to make it a seven man. Mm. I don't think there was even anything like that. Yeah. So this ties into what the story might be. Uh, Sami Zayn was, of course, meant to be in the match because Braun Strowman. He'd, t- he'd taken Braun Strowman's place on the Go Home Raw. That was all a red head herring feud, uh, pres- and a red headed feud, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> When to, to sort of make you think that it was Braun who was going to take out Sammy backstage because Sammy Zayn is found suspended by his ankles hanging upside down by Triple Quite H. Quite elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not like... 
Like you got a wedgie or something. Like yeah, it was like the... that end of that Game of Thrones episode where you got all the body parts on the wall, pointed like <laughs> making that sign. So which made me think that it was. I, you said this earlier, like Alistair Black or Bray Wyatt. It just looked weirdly ceremonial. Yeah, like he was an upside down inverted cross. Yeah, and you said that immediately. You were like, I'm not going to get excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So. Yeah, you, they're sort of setting up like Braun Strowman's round backstage. Triple H tells him to get out, and Braun said it wasn't me who did that to Sammy anyway. So I guess to, for this to make sense, it was Careful. Triple. <laughs> I know it was Triple H or some iteration of the Authority who took out Sami Zayn and put in Brock Lesnar. Does this count as the wild card rule? I don't know how it would. Because he's not signed with them in kayfabe, unless he's signed backstage, unbeknownstly. The wild card is about shows. Yeah. Not about matches. <sighs> <laughs> but what? But what show? What show is Shane signed to? He's an omni Shane. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he travels across both realms. Because the, the other way to think about it is, will they? Would they reveal? some other figure who has been adjudicating the wildcard rule. If you know what I mean. Oh, God, like a, a, another war in like authority another, Yeah. Linda's yeah. back. Well, it was to, to be fair, it was weird having Triple H there anyway because he hasn't been a an on-screen presence, really, no. since the Batista match. It's been It's been Vince. So when it cut backstage after the first match, I think, with Triple H on the phone and Sami Zayn mm. walks in, I was like, wow, it's Triple H. Is he a babyface? Is he a heel? I don't know. And he he played a babyface style, like he told Sammy to get out. Uh, he was like the the voice of law, wasn't mm. he? So yeah, it it doesn't make sense that Brock Lesnar was in the match. And if they try and make it make sense, I, I mean, but I don't want to see any. I don't want to see any more authority stuff. Nor do I want to see any more Brock Lesnar stuff. No. But what is it about anything that they have conditioned us to believe about the story of Brock Lesnar? in WWE over the last year or two that would suggest that he would sneak in and neatly deposit Sami Zayn upside down on a fence like he's not con- like why he would just storm in and just do it wouldn't he it's the tattoo hasn't he got that cross on his chest <laughs> no it's a sword it's a sword it's a sword <laughs> Sa- it was Sami yeah Sami's the sword clue was there we should have figured it out a lot so sooner. is he now going to have to get a tattoo of Sami Zayn upside <laughs> yeah. down on his chest yeah yeah uh so, yeah, and the other thing is, there's been reports, correct me if I'm wrong, Randy Andy Datsun, that this was a last-minute thing. Yeah, so the report is that this was only decided last weekend, and until last weekend, it was a 50-50 between Ali and Drew McIntyre for the winner. Is because, that... Oh, I was going to say, because the report that everyone's been working off of since before Mania, I think, was from WrestleVotes, who are very, very reliable, and they said... The idea this year is to make the men's money in the bank winner a big time star because the creative team have felt like they've fumbled the last couple of years with Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin in the previous years. And you're like, oh, okay, so an Andrade maybe, a Drew McIntyre, just like you said. But no, they've used this money in the bank match to elevate Brock Lesnar. Now, to be fair, that is making... The men's money in the bank winner a star. Yes. Because they've literally made it be a star. Yeah, yeah. So 
just shame on us for thinking <laughs> otherwise. But this is because it, this is the thing I was saying to you earlier, <coughs> off air, which is this is the problem with it being a pay per view and not a match. The money, the money in the yeah. bank match, yeah. Because it's a pay per view, they have to do all the things that they do on pay per views, like big shocks and. Um, big returns, all that kind of stuff. I don't think they would feel the pressure to do that if it was still just a match mm. at Mania. Or yeah, because Brock would have his own yeah. high-profile match. Yeah, and and the Money in the Bank match would really be here's the guys we don't know what to do with. Yeah, generally very talented mid-carders. One of them wins. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's it's a real shame. Let us know what you thought down below in the comments. And we've got some. I'm sure we've got some thoughts. In the super chats. We have. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, starting with Carly Stanton, who says, Hi, from Australia. Love your vids. I watch every day. Thank you very much. Tyler Hayes says, How likely do you think it is that the beast in the bank cashes in on Kofi? <sighs> I think that is... I'm gonna, I don't know if this is a phrase. Semi-likely? Uh, Semi-likely, yeah. Because you could make the argument that is this all moving towards having the big names on the Fox show? So yeah. he could cash in on Kofi on SmackDown. See, I see it more. That that's a that's a good point. That's probably that as well. But Brock and I guess the wild card rule doesn't really matter. That that means it doesn't really matter anyway. I think Brock heel Brock cashes in on Kofi, so you can get Roman versus Brock. Oh. and next year SummerSlam. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's the big SummerSlam match in Vince's head, surely. Yeah. 
I'm not yeah. saying that's what I want. What God, that atmospheric dodge rot. It's like Brock Lesnar just won the Money in the Bank briefcase again. Here's another theory. <laughs> Go on then. That Mick Foley comes out tonight and makes a Legends Championship to be oh. won in Saudi Arabia and other places, but mainly Saudi Arabia, and Brock cashes in against uh, Goldberg or Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, that would be hilarious. Yeah. It really devalues the belt as well. They have had a belt, haven't they? Didn't... Who won a belt in Saudi Arabia? Somebody won a weird Braun. belt. Oh, it was Braun. Braun. Yeah, it was the greatest yeah. Royal Rumble thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. So it's not... It was also a trophy. Was it also a trophy? Yeah, and then yeah. it got knocked over at Raw. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a green belt. So maybe mm. that belt comes back as the... Yeah, they've got, they go back to Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, so what have you been doing with that really cool belt? You, We, we all decided was going to be a big thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's been on. It's been on TV every week. Um, oh, you should see how well it's doing. Uh, Mick Foley's got it at the moment. <laughs> um, Core Dream Studios simply says, "From out of nowhere." I don't know if he's talking about Brock or just about your catchphrase, mm-hmm. or Randy Orton, who, who who was not going near any ladders from yeah. out of nowhere. L- Luke, Laurie, and I were laughing because he was avoiding every bump <laughs> possible. Uh, I don't blame him, by the way. That's not us having a go at Randy Orton. I'd be exactly well, the same. Everyone always says about Randy Orton that he is like the <coughs> ultimate like top-of-the-bar professional in the company. And this is why, because he turned up, got pops for every... Of all the three things he did, they all got massive pop and then just let everyone else have space. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'm, Job well done. I, I genuinely don't think he took a single bump. Um, but Jonathan JJ says, so many screwy finishes. Can Ali yeah. get a title shot? <coughs> Ali. Sorry, not Ali. Can Ali get a title shot? I don't really see it at the moment. He seems to be getting lost in the shuffle. And it's all because Kofi got so hot. Um, well, he yeah, got injured, wasn't he? Was the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, just the sh- it's so many times now, just one injury can just derail everything. Uh, shadowed past no message donation though thank, thank you, you shadowed him, past uh, or her uh, the rig says rumours are Brock isn't keeping the briefcase I don't know where those rumours are from but if that's true then fine if that's if that is but true what, though what, why? Are, yeah. what are the machinations that can actually take place for someone to not just lose the briefcase but transfer it because that's happened before isn't it yeah someone just challenges you to a match for, for the, briefcase. the briefcase yeah they what had it with Owens and Braun Strowman last year. Big E comes back, gets the briefcase, cashes in on Kofi. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, I I fully expect Brock to cash in on Seth at Saudi Arabia and win. I genuinely think. On Seth? Just, yeah. They're going to do it again. I think he's going to cash on Kofi. Mm. We'll see. They tweeted, afterwards they tweeted to say, oh, Seth, are you ready now that Brock's got a title? Maybe I'm throwing everyone off. Yeah. Uh, DJ Chili, P- Chili Phil says, do you think there were more than a few botches US title? I feel the announced team were ragging on the officials a lot for being, as you say, pants. I think the botches, as in something that wasn't meant to happen, were from the wrestlers mm. with so many so many like busted open noses and heads with Lars and Samoa Joe. All those finishes... Those are the planned finishes. Yeah. So I don't think the referee or, or like all those counts that weren't done, that isn't the referee's fault. Yeah. That's the booking's fault because that they've obviously told the referees to not count that rope break. The uh, the even the Joe the Joe Mysterio that is how the match is supposed to finish. It just finished quicker. Yeah. Everything everything that happened was supposed to happen, other than a match. Tomo Tomo. says very sad that Corbin didn't win crying face crying face love you guys love you too Tomo yeah we're all 
were all deeply... But, I mean, like, they found a worse winner than Corbyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, good point. I yeah. would love a Corbyn victory today. <laughs> yeah, to be, I'm, I actually don't mind Corbyn. I think he gets a bit of a hard rep. It's, I really like him as a performer. I just think he's overpushed. Like, I don't yeah, need yeah. to see three Baron yeah. Corbyn segments every week. Uh, Nick Pursley says, very salty about Lesnar. Very stupid move. Uh, also, Ali was holding the briefcase, staring at the beast running at him. Just take it and run, Ali. I agree. Why do they just go, oh, no, he's coming. What yeah. Do I, what do I do? <laughs> but yeah. imagine how much worse it would have been if he'd chased him down, beaten him up and taken it anyway. That would have been even worse. <laughs> we just had a so we when in Rome, <laughs> just co- just commit. <laughs> uh, Zach Lindner says, "Ollie, can you do the Drake Maverick spot?" Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know this one. <laughs> I think I've seen it. Drake Maverick. There we go. Uh, Taisha Demay says, or Taisha possibly, uh, I think this Money in the Bank was far better than most, except for when Brock Lesnar came in and won the match. WWE really kisses this man's bum a lot. Mm. Yeah, I, it was a good show. Uh, I, I wasn't a fan of some of the booking, but I didn't hate that booking. I just thought it no. was rushed. Nothing was bad, I would say, apart yeah. from the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing was ever, nothing was bad. And even that isn't bad. Like, it's because it's so shocking and I didn't see it coming. So there's a, there's a, and it will. As, as a ratings thing, help. I think it's fairly rare to have <laughs> four hours of live anything and it all be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how good you think your oh, company is. Yeah. No. yeah, broken record criticism. It was a too, The show was too long. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Casey Svakowski, or Svakowski possibly, uh, says Randy was next to Ricochet when he took the bump and he probably was thinking, I would never take that bump, kid. Crying face, crying face, laughing. Yeah, these young marks. <laughs> Spot fest. Yeah, he's just going, idiot. (laughs) Uh, Zach Lindner says, housemate Simon Merch. There are quite a lot of people, understandably, saying, uh, who's who's that? Uh, That Mm. is housemate Simon, and they're also saying, you had too much hair to be on the channel. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. That's going to come off. It's it's very much a power move on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Everyone go and watch Screen Grapple. That's where Simon's from, and is also legitimately Laurie's real-life housemate. (laughs) Uh, And you were in Screen Grapple. Yeah, that, yeah, that was really fun, that was. Yeah, yeah. Sunday Screen Grapple, check it out. Uh, Benji FTO Band says, first Super Chat, much love from New York. Thank you very much. Uh, from London. Tomo says, uh, a counter, Tomo. he says, I still want Randy Datsun merch, don't we all? Uh, Ewan Pricey <laughs> says, sounds silly, but because Saudi is next pay-per-view, how about Ali versus Brock for the briefcase and Ali wins, making him a mega babyface? I just don't see it. Yeah, I, <laughs> that would be great. Um, I could see Ali rocking up in the 125,000 man Royal Rumble they're going to do. Yeah, Brock is not going to take a loss though, to Ali. No. Well, maybe, maybe this is the the. But maybe that month out was like Shawn Michaels' month out, and he's found himself, and he's going to come back, and he's going to put over the next generation of guys. Be, <laughs> knowing that's not happening. Mm. The other interesting thing was he did look like what I initially thought was great fight shape. He looks in really good shape, old Brock. Mm. He was very. He was weirdly tanned. Well, he yeah. was going to UFC, it seemed. But this, yeah. this one thing, so I think there's something must have happened because the DC, the UFC match isn't happening. That was going to happen. He's, that's mm. been called off. So obviously, he's just got his his new short term deal with WWE, which normally means it's however however many months, six months a year with one loss booked at the end. Yeah. So this run will just depend on how long that contract is, yeah. and he'll have that one loss at the end of it. And maybe so it's it- not happening tomorrow or. It's Saudi Arabia. It's mm. going to happen at SummerSlam, or you know. 
Yeah. The report is that uh, Ali got really badly busted open by the ladder that um, Brock pushed or whatever it was. Um, so Bro- Brock was just throwing ladders around yeah, at the he, end. He hit some yeah. cameramen. Yeah, he took out like three guys at the, on, the, on the front, but he ran down. He just he looked like he, as he ran down, he looked like he really took a like a beater and just kind of stormed into this ladder. Charge a guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zhao Martins says, "Wasn't Triple H afraid of Braun at one point?" Question mark. Yes, yes, that was the end of Survivor Series 2017 where Triple H and Braun were the last two people standing and Braun turned, well, that time, like, tried to beat up Triple H. Triple H did that, like, Mm. up face in the corner and it went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Maz, the irony is that Brock Lesnar is only considered the top star because he made his name after leaving WWE. That's... Unfair, I think, because he was a huge. He was, was hugely huge pushed in WWE in that first run. Like, it's, and look at him. Vince sees that guy, and he's of course yeah. he's going to get pushed to the top of the company. And he can wrestle. He's an amazing wrestler. So, also came. Also, he came around at a time where it was pre-social media, and the TV ratings were still massive. Like, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't turn up in like 2008. He turned up in what 2002. Yeah, yeah. So he was still like a really hot time for the company. I think at that yeah. time. Yeah, compared to now, definitely. Uh, do you want a couple more? Yes, yeah. let's do... How many more have we got? Uh, like 15. So okay, let's do five. Five more. Uh, Adam Southfield says, I miss Becky two belts. Becky one belt. Mm. She's not a two-ball champion anymore. <laughs> no, she's not. She's not First she, attempt at But she's going out with a two-ball guy. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Pridemore. No message, but a little donation. So thank you Thanks, to Jeffrey. Jeff. True Dill says, did anyone hear that lady scream at Kofi? You suck, Kofi! No. I didn't hear ah. that. What, like, just during Someone, the match? Some really? people were saying that Kofi was getting booed briefly. Oh, that's a shame. I the, hope not. To be fair, the crowd were a bit dead for that, I think, post... Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It's a great match and a bizarre match. Mm. Um, <laughs> Daniel Godwin says, Orton <coughs> was the real Money in the Bank winner. Mr. Isn't Taking Bumps. Yeah, yeah. I love him. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought um, it was great. Dot, 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 dot. No message. Uh, but thank Morse you for your code. donation. And lastly, Lucas Mildrum says, a woman's kind of ICUS title, title equivalent belt. Please don't. No. I don't what was that? For the, for the new belt that's being title. introduced. Oh, like a mid-card. mid-card. Women's title. Give that to Becky as well. My, Let's my, get all the belts back on Becky. Thing is, my feeling is that they wouldn't make Mick Foley do it if it was going to be a women's belt. That's a good point. Yeah. Although he did have some interaction with Sasha and Charlotte, I think, in their first Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. He was like, don't do it, it's too dangerous. Yeah. Like, ah, yours part patriarchy. He's had, quite, <laughs> he's had quite a few sort of just kind of on-screen mentorship moments with the mm. four horsewomen. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't think that's happening. Think that's All right, so the actual pay-per-view started on the pre-show with Daniel Bryan and Rowan taking on the Usos. By the way, I had a fantastic night in Wrestle League. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was I that? am top of Wrestle League. After losing season one, my WrestleMania and Money in the Bank predictions combined at the moment have me in first place. Nine wow. out of twelve. Nine out of twelve. Nice. That's Who's insane. doing the worst out of the office? Luke, by a mile. So really? the standings are uh, <laughs> Ollie's on 20, I'm on 19, Pete and Laurie are on 16, and Luke is on 13. Um, oh, God, Luke. And you forgot to do your predictions. 
I didn't. I didn't realise I was supposed to. Well, You're gonna have to. <laughs> I sent them to you on Discord. Did you? But you. Oh, is weren't... that what you sent to me on Discord? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I got the email. To click and... your links, Andy. <laughs> uh, Last time was an aggressive. Can you just? Gift. Can you just be really honest with your predictions, like what you would have genuinely yeah, picked? I can add them to. And them. then we can add them in. Okay. Because it runs all the way through till SummerSlam. And you'll be uh, massively okay. behind the All right. Yeah. Yeah, so it started off with Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. I got this one right. Um, the Usos had a little pre-match promo thing. I like their... Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I like that. Whoa. I think that's a nice little catchphrase they've added recently. Yeah. I think it's quite good, though, because they, they started just doing a, a to-the-ring promo quite recently, and they do mm. it every time now. So yeah. to add a little... Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, yeah, and it's not like all this stuff. Otherwise, that they've added on Raw has been very obnoxious and annoying. But I like that one. Uh, but yeah, it was this match was mostly Eric Rowan, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and Brian was on the outs, uh, like on the apron for most of it. Rowan was booked to look really strong. He yeah. he, he did this kick out at one at one point. Oh he yeah, just threw true. whichever Uso off. Uh, the, he, he double superplexed them off the second row. <coughs> and he took both of them. To suicide dive mm. twice to get him out of the match. And yeah, and then they did the stereo dives, mm. certain splashes onto Brian for the win. Which is, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a shame because I wouldn't beat the SmackDown Tag Champions no. this early after they won them. Particularly but, when it's Brian and on the pre-show. Yeah, but then again, is the other argument that, that um, it's just a pre-show, so we don't mind doing... Or yeah. what is ostensibly like a dark match you happen to put on TV. Mm. So is it... That's the one. I wonder whether they they must they must think of those matches differently to the way we do. That's their yeah. That's WWE's way of thinking. I but the think. problem is if you watch if you watch it on the network, there is no difference between the pre-show and the main show. Really? Well, no. I thought they're separate. It, no, no, no. But if you think about it, the difference between me sat here on my, on my watching the WWE network uh, with a PlayStation, mm. all I do is wait five minutes and the main show starts. So like the viewing experience is not like a dark match versus main match. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I don't think I think that. I think I still feel like I've just seen an Usos-Daniel Bryan match, and it is meaningful to me that the tag champs got pinned. But I don't think they think of it that way. Yeah, I agree. If that makes sense. Uh, and it's a shame because, yeah, it, I, I don't think Brian should ever be on a pre-show as well. No. Did you see, did you see Brian's promo on the network? Oh, no. It's, yeah, really good. He does this amazing promo um, where he kind of says talks about all his failures. Put that it's like it's like almost five minutes long, and, he, and then he kind of goes into a kind of we are now gonna completely reinvent the tag team division it was really really like dark and serious and saying like yeah and he really went into the whole people are killing the planet and, and, and like cool. it is now but yeah definitely what it's worth a watch if you can find it on youtube wish they put that sort of stuff on the main shows so yeah. much stuff goes on the youtube channel that should it's excellent they yeah. spent so much they, they do so many promos on the show and then put these really good segments on YouTube. It's probably because it's just that the online team going, "Oh, can you just cut a promo? We need to put, we need to fill our YouTube quota." And they're like, yeah. "Okay, boom!" And it's unscripted. Yeah. It's off the top of their head. Like Kevin and Owens, very good. Kevin Owens did a five-minute promo talking to the side of a truck, that was hilarious. Yeah, about two weeks ago, and it's like just to have him do that. Yeah, Titus O'Neil getting sung "Happy Birthday" to should be on the main <laughs> show. One of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but the main card. Uh, this, this was the main card, if you, if you, if you missed that transition. <laughs> was the women's Money in the Bank match uh, with no Alexa Bliss, of course. We mm. had uh, Nikki Cross in there instead. 
And I, I thought this was a cracking match. Yeah, I really liked it. There were some awkward bits when people sort of were stuck between spots yeah. and just kind of stood there like non-playable characters yeah. <laughs> having a little moment. Well, the weird thing is what they didn't do in this match, is what, which is what sometimes we complain about with WWE matches, is they didn't all just <coughs> powder out the ring. Mm. They actually all stayed in the ring and did a lot. Of, so that's why they had to sort of meander around. But they could have just done a lot more just, let's just roll out and yeah. hang around outside yeah. for a bit. Uh, yeah, it's not always a bad thing. But I thought I thought Nikki Cross was really good. I thought Ember Moon had one of the most spectacular moments of the night when this large ladder on the outside, mm. she did an eclipse off of that onto Natalia in the ring. Yeah. That was awesome. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Naomi was the best out of the bunch. Yeah. When she did the walk across the two ladders. Yeah. That, when she did the splits yeah. under all the, the ladder attacks. Then did she, didn't she know when she got springboarded off into the turnbuckle and then back out again? She did like a kind of moonsault off she got spr- she got flung yeah. and managed to like land on her feet onto something and then dive back off again sounds like it? something she'd do yeah. so I'm just gonna nod <laughs> uh, but yeah I thought it was really good but it was the main thing weirdly and I've seen some people celebrate Carmella's selling here whereas I just it, it took me out of it early on in the match Mandy Rose is, a, is like going at Carmella and she's kicking her lower leg and then Carmella just is like goes no stop yeah. <laughs> and she just stands there. And I thought, is she really, like, is that a genuine injury? And she's sort of unprofessionally saying, no, stop, I'm actually hurt. And then she rolled out. And it's like, really, that kind of spot, you should be rolling around, selling it like a baby face, yeah. as opposed to me going, what's happening here? It was very strange because we've seen that spot before. Specifically, we've seen her just leave matches before mm. and come back. And I don't know, it just, it's just. That doesn't that that spot never works for me. The feigning an injury and coming back because the limp didn't look real. Mm. No one would just bandage their knee pad up and come back. It's just <laughs> like what injury was that? I don't get like she split the knee pad. Yeah, but <laughs> she just cut a knee pad yeah. open. It was just uh, yeah. I didn't just that had no. And you could tell because when she came back, very little. Oh yeah, there wasn't much. Well, the the general the general reaction was. Uh, <coughs> If it had been someone else, the people might have cared, but like no one cared about Carmella going into the match anyway. So to have her leave, everyone was like, okay, she's leaving. And then she came mm-hmm. back and went, right, okay. Yeah. And then, it it did, then it didn't play into anything. But it doesn't work because either, because if you're a baby face trying to do it, I don't know, what is she at the minute? She's baby a, face. She's baby face. She's a she? dance break yeah. baby face. So if the point is, so, how, so if, you're, if you're a baby face, you need to do two things, really. You need to be resilient under sort of torment. So play through an injury and you don't take shortcuts like mm. leaving a match and coming back at the end. So like it just doesn't work, I don't think, as a booking technique. I, I agree, yeah, from, from a psychology standpoint. Yeah. And, but WWE do that all the time, like famously with Roman Reigns in the Rumble match. Yeah, yeah. I know, that's, this will make the crowd love him. Yeah. Let's not have him wrestle for 40 minutes. <laughs> <coughs> but um, Carmelo eventually came back out, beat up <coughs> Sorry, Mandy Rose, and went to climb the ladder, but Sonia Deville got in there and pushed her off the ladder and tried to fireman carry, mm. fire, sorry, firewoman carry Mandy up the up the ladder. Her acting was great, like her, just her sort of struggling up the ladder and like mm. the concern on her face for her friend to win. Like, it was actually yeah. she was actually just a bang up job. Sonia Deville's really good. Yeah, and then um, Bailey awesomely just ran up the other side yeah. of the ladder and looked at Rose and like get out, and then she knocked him off and, and won. It was great. Yeah. And it it was really really good. I'm so happy that 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 turned that mm. worked out for Bailey. Yeah. Uh, and then she had an interview with Charlie Caruso in the ring, and said 
you know, me and Sasha Banks built this women's tag division, and now, but now I'm going to go for the title. How did you interpret that? <laughs> I mean, I interpreted <coughs> it as, well, obviously Sasha's going to come back and do something and have a heel mm. turn on Bailey. That's, that's how I... That, there's no other way of thinking about it, I don't think. There, there is another way. Go on. Uh, if you go home and moan and cry, then we'd have, we've got nothing for you. But the people who stay with the company, they're the I champion see now. I what you mean. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I see that. It was weird to include Banks' name in there. There's no need to. No need to, yeah. So it's either she's coming back in the next two days or she's they're, they're just starting to take pot or shots she, already. Or she was hurriedly given the note on the way out that she somehow needs to do a promo about her history with the tag team division and moving to a singles competition, mm. but without mentioning her tag partner. And she might have just had a bit of a brain fart after an amazing match and yeah. said, said her name because that would be a really hard promo to tell. Can you mention your tag team run without mentioning your tag team partner yeah. by name? The boss and hug connection. <laughs> uh, then we got the Triple H stuff with Sami Zayn backstage. Then we got our first bad officiating of the night. Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. Um, <coughs> their WrestleMania match went about a minute. I'd say this Even went less. about yeah. two minutes. Yeah. With Samoa Joe getting a busted open nose. And apparently the referee was like, there's too much blood. Let's just go to the finish because you're just going to keep bleeding. And the finish was Ray rolls. Well, it doesn't even roll him up. He just falls down into a normal yeah. pin. And Joe's shoulder is up, but the referee counts three anyway. Yeah. See, that says to me that that just means that whatever the next pin was was getting counted because they were going to mm. cut them out. Match yeah. That's all that was, I think. But do you think that having the left shoulder so clearly up and the announcers pointing attention to it means that that was the planned shoulder up to protect Joe in some weird way like oh we didn't really lose the match I just can't imagine that they could have pieced that together that quickly from the nose break well if that was always the finish we're going to the finish and then the finish is have the shoulder up Uh, maybe it just seems so they've been burnt so many times before and so many times recently with that it just seems so odd to me to Plan that. I think it was just. I think it was just the way Ray fell. He had mm. what's he only had like because he was the hurricane run, wasn't it? <coughs> or, I can't remember. But he basically had like one doing the thing. We kind of has one leg behind mm. and hooked one leg. So it just kind of. I just think it was just because he's so small and he's so big. I think it just kind of rolled him up a bit weirdly. And I think it was more. I think that was more of a mistake. Okay. Well, it was bad. I thought, and it just. It's it, this U.S. title is cursed. <laughs> Like, it's been a year now, or two years of, as soon as you get that belt, you either disappear from TV, or you get booked in in crappy feuds with weird Mm. finishes. Uh, And Jay was angry, of course. Dominic came down, or Eddie Guerrero's son, to celebrate with Ray. And Joe beat up Ray afterwards. But Dominic didn't get in the ring to help. Well, he did the thing, didn't he? When when Joe saw Dominic, he went in again, didn't he? Mm. Which was quite cool. I did really... (laughs) I know Joe seems to uh, seems to have exclusively feuded with children over the last <laughs> year, but I really did want to see him beat up that kid. Yes, <laughs> I just wanted to see. I just think it would have been great. I think he's got quite a heelish face. He has. It's that. It's like a, an ear piercing. He looks like a hipster. He's got a heel. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you saying that you saying that I not storyline wise. I just wanted to see someone a bit hipstery get beaten up. I think we all do deep down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I. It's a shame because I think Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe 
can have an excellent match. Yeah. And it's two pay-per-views in now. They've traded the title between them. And we, we've had about three minutes of action. It's really bizarre. So it's frustrating. Because also the feud is getting quite a lot of attention. Mm. They're getting put quite high up the card. They're, they're clearly building to this big story. And yet, <laughs> they're not just not having matches. Well, the belt is the prop. Dominic is the true prize here. They're going to trade him back is and Mick... forth somehow. <laughs> so is Mick Foley going the to debut belt, the new yeah. belt as just Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> Dressed up as a belt. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we got Shane McMahon versus <coughs> The Miz in a steel cage. Mm. Which... I haven't seen a cage, just a straight cage match for a while. Mm. Yeah, they usually, they, they've really overdone the Hell in a Cells, yeah. haven't they? Uh, but the this was this was a match <laughs> that had bits in. I just I just really don't like Shane McMahon's character of I'm the best in the world. Ha ha, that's a joke. And then he actually is much better than the full time professional athletes. Mm. He's meant to be the underdog or a chicken s word heel. Yeah, not not I will go toe to toe with you in a in the ring. And the Miz is hardly a legit badass either. But then weirdly, when it gets to the matches, particularly with the Miz, this is twice now they've done the Shane just trying to run away. Mm. So it, it's, this is one of those things where actually this did all make sense. Shane was just trying to escape the whole time. He was being the like just snide trying to get away. So we're like, but for whatever reason, it just didn't quite. Yeah. I don't think they actually did. Any, there's no reason why you'd look at that and go, oh, well, we knew that was going to be a because actually it kind of makes sense it's kind just, of I, I had such high expectations for this after the best match of the year they had a Wrestlemania 35 with Miz Dad yeah. and the insane bumps they took into that golf that golf cart I mean he didn't yeah but he, he did that this is another problem with the cage match is mm. landing in the ring people don't I don't think you visually get how like hard that is so like he did the big bump off the top which is a huge, like when he gets dragged off the top of the cage, which was a huge bump, but just not as big as one they did yeah. a month ago. I would not s- as big as one we've seen him do loads. Yeah, all the, all the bumps Shane took, I wouldn't put in the spectacular Shane bump no. territory. And that's what this match needed to distract from how rubbish it was, I think. I don't think it was rubbish. Yeah? I thought, I thought it was fine. Fine, because it because it's so because it, I Fine just like rubbish. Well, I just <laughs> I just liked seeing someone in a cage match actually trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, through the door he was always yeah. and he got the, the chair. When, when he get when he got really smoothly dragged back in and mm. then just had the chair. How did he get it that was, chair? It was really good. Was it on, a referee must have given that yeah. to him? He was not reaching underneath the the ring. But apron. the camera work was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see. I want to see some gifts of him dragging just various things. Well, maybe he's just working on a new magic act. Like, well, oh, what's that behind your ear? <laughs> hey. Uh, but that chair played into a spot where the Miz got the chair. That was actually quite well done. When, he beat him hard with that yeah. chair as well. And, and the chair's sort of between them both. And Shane realises that he's lost control of the chair. Miz re- realises he can have it. I like that. And yeah, yeah skull-crushing finale onto the chair. Gets the pin. One, two. Shane grabs the middle rope. Actually, no, he gets his foot onto it. Foot on the bottom rope, yeah. And the referee stops counting. Hmm. Of course, a rope break isn't applicable in a steel cage match. No, 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 no. Uh, the commentators said, but it's no DQ which I guess it isn't, but more steel cage. And they, they, they called a lot of attention to the fact that that was a bad call from the referee. After we'd just had a similar thing, 
with Joe and Ray and that shoulder being up. Mm. So I just I just thought it was it made it made WWE look a bit crap. Well, this this is what we're calling out the stuff for the refs is <coughs> is if something legitimately happens, <coughs> the commentators are just going to have to go with it as if they as if you know just keep it alive. But, but they're doing what Vince is telling yeah, them to do. But also, someone someone putting their foot on the bottom rope isn't that's booked. Mm, yeah, totally. That's not a miss. That's not a shoulder. Is that shoulder down? Is it not? That's not a he at the moment things happening in the ring. That was a legitimate. That's to keep the the you know, I guess. To save the skull crushing finale for some reason. Like, yeah, yeah. Or to, to show it, that Miz like, had the win, but he was screwed out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, just have an ODQ match and do something else. Mm. It's just seemed, it was a really odd decision. Really. Yeah, odd. I I wasn't a fan of it. And then they fought to the top of the cage, and Shane, being so sweaty, just slipped out of Miz's hands and fall, fell to the floor. That's how uh, toddlers get out of going to bed. <laughs> just. Just, just wriggling out of his pajamas, <laughs> which he does wear. Pajamas. Yeah. Uh, the this was another one I got right, and everyone called me crazy. They were like, "No, Miz will get his win back." I said, "But it's Shane McMahon." <laughs> got that one right. Uh, so then we got the the first tease that Mick Foley is going to unveil this new WWE title uh, on Raw. It was a silhouette of a title and not of Dominic. So maybe it, maybe he doesn't. Play Dominic into was it. lying down. Oh, what in a sexy way? <laughs> the, the the Michael Jackson off the wall cover. <laughs> was that off the wall? Or was it Thriller? Thriller. Thriller. Off the wall is when he's in the jacket leaning. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sami Zayn is then found suspended upside down by Triple H. Then we got Tony Nese versus Araya Davari. Uh, I thought I accidentally skipped back to the pre-show, but this was on the main card. It's funny, yeah. how, it's funny how it really feels like they went, well, really, people keep moaning at us for not putting 205 Live on the uh, main show, so uh, let's dump Daniel Bryan yeah. <laughs> and put this on. We can't like, win! Yeah, like, oh, they, don't, they don't know what they want. Yeah. They, they say they want stars and surprises. We gave them Brock Lesnar in the main <laughs> event, and they're all bitching and moaning. Uh, yeah, this was... That unfortunately, so the Cruiserweight matches for the last year, I'd say, which are pretty much just Buddy Murphy... And Cedric Alexander and mm. different combinations of those two. <coughs> they are so such good wrestlers. They make such loud slapping noises with their moves. And they start off with no one caring. And by the end of the match, a lot of people are into yeah. it. Neither of these guys had the charisma to do that, mm. I would argue. Which is a shame because they, they worked well, but the crowd didn't care. I think the problem here is just on two. I mean, I, I haven't watched. A lot of two if I recently, but um, uh, no, not recently. Is in like overall, but Ever. <laughs> I watched it loads when it first started. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then uh, sort of, I went sort of back um, to just like get because I know what his character, like, Ari Devara's character is, but like I just went back and started watching it again, just being like, have I got this? Because in my head, I just went, oh, these guys just aren't over. And I was like, well, they've they've been doing it for a while, and they just that was, the niece character has now. He, he just it's never really crossed over with the audience. Hmm. Devara's character just hasn't been around that long, I don't think, to really get over. So I just think it just kind of it just didn't have the same it just didn't have the same buzz. I don't I don't really get Tony Nisa's character at all, really. He doesn't really have one apart from Here's My Abs. They they even said they made that a part of his character, that he has no character. Hmm. Uh yeah, it's it's a weird choice. I guess they took the belt off Murphy because 
they were going to use him on the main roster. But that hasn't happened either. Mm. I haven't seen them since. They're both great wrestlers. Mm. I think it's just it's funny how context can sometimes mess mm. with mess with the booking a bit. Uh, then we got Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans in the mm. first match. Uh, and I've got to say, I've been down on Lacey Evans. And I still am down on Lacey oh, Evans. That's interesting, because I've always been quite high on Lacey Evans. Mm. I just think I've got nothing against her, but Becky needed a hot feud coming out of WrestleMania. I don't think it's it was the right decision to book her with someone who is quite obviously a fictitious character. You know, yes. going from the realism of Ronda Rousey to this very fabricated persona and someone we haven't seen wrestle at mm. all. And we're meant to say, oh, okay, so they're on the same level now? When yeah, you just yeah. fought Ronda Rousey? So I thought that was a misstep. Uh, she, I, I was impressed by her moveset. Like, I, I quite enjoyed little bits she did in the match. There was a moment when she rolled backwards to get a pin. Oh, and did like a little and splash. Did, yeah, <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. And, and when she got the handkerchief out, it's very hokey, but... It fits her character, so I like that. Yeah. What I didn't understand is why she made it rain like a carder on the way down to the ring. That was weird. Because when she did that, because, yeah, because Southern Bells. <laughs> it was a Tomb Raider, wasn't it? Huh? I thought it was a Tomb Raider reference because, you know, the gun's in there. No, it's. But so- why would it be a Tomb Raider reference? No, no, she's Southern Bell like. Why is she suddenly throwing money everywhere? When was that a thing? Yeah, that's what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. You can't so, make it more confusing with the two yes, Raiders. I can, because <laughs> so because I imagine because so I think I've we, now I think we've misconstrued a character. She's a Southern Belle in the sense that, in the same way that like uh, in a sort of there will be blood sort of way, like a really rich oil baron Southern Belle. This piece over here, <laughs> that's my land, <laughs> and here is my straw, <laughs> and I'm gonna drink it up. Drink up all your belts. It's <laughs> a good impression. Thanks, man. It's one of my only ones I can do. Yeah. Uh, so that's... Uh, but that doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> Somebody had those guns backstage. I went... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look what I just bought. That's brilliant. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you know what's weird as well? is You can be a Southern Belle and do a gimmick of Southern Valley without actually being from the 1930s. Mm, yeah. It is possible to do it. She people are from the south. I haven't seen now. That. I haven't seen that ever done successfully. Uh, it's also, I mean, this is a Carter's gimmick. Of all the things to emulate, legitimately, probably objectively, the best wrestler ever to have lived, who's who's competing right now in the present day. What Lacey Evans? Yeah. Well, that, that that that's that's the thing. That's the guy you sort of emulate with Lacey Evans. I don't know. They were lacy dollars as well, weren't they? <coughs> which yeah. is literally Her face the... was on them, yeah. Because it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't get that. Well, it was a it was a pretty okay match. Uh, better than I thought it would be, to be honest. And the crowd were really into Becky. But then, yeah, all those little Lacey Evans spots, though, just imagine how much more effective they would have been if you just had five months of squash matches to, to, to showcase those and to get those spots over. Whereas this was the first time I was seeing all those mm. spots. So because every time she came, did the walk and turn, the 10 seconds she spent dabbing herself with a, na- with a napkin could have been spent pinning someone. Exactly. Or giving someone like, because also it's been, it's not a lot of time to get over a finish like the women's right as well, which is just, yeah. a, it is just a punch. So it's hard. I think you really need to see people put down with that. Um, but ideally also stop giving everyone punch finishes because they're stupid. Oh, I like punch finishes. But people get punched all the time. <laughs> but it's different. 
yeah, they uh, Meltzer pointed that out. Apparently, in the match, Lacey did just punch Becky, and he was like, D- "If your finisher is a punch, never punch. Don't punch in the match. Yeah, <laughs> like that's your end move." Uh, the <coughs> so that's that's how it sort of ended. Oh no, she didn't hit. Well, that, this, did she? is this where the uh, weird ref not counting thing Our happens? Third weird piece of yeah. officiating. Yeah. So Lacey has like sort of rolls up Becky and I, th- I think it was a schoolboy or something or a school lady and the referee just looks at it and I counted it is at least a three count no oh, sorry not yeah. at least a three count like a two and a half to a three count yeah so I don't know again if that's something they booked to protect Lacey in defeat like oh she did have her beat though or if that was just meant to be a near fall that the referee was meant to count because then Becky reverses it into this the, the disarmer and Lacey taps mm. immediately. It's a weird. It's a weird <coughs> thing where cause when I sort of because I sort of as it happened, I sort of went back a bit and watched again, just be like, did I mm. see that wrong? It almost looks like that they had to wait for the camera guy to get around to hmm. see her spin out and reverse it. I don't know whether someone got in the referee's ear and went just needed another one more second because yeah. as the as it cuts to the camera that actually catches the spin it's still coming huh. so I don't know whether it's your production eye that is yeah, yeah so I don't know whether maybe they just had to wait an extra second for a camera guy to get around to actually see the finish but the referee could just yeah I, I don't know uh, but... it's just a theory <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then after that match Charlotte's music hits immediately and they I like that, by the way. That, well, I thought that was a really nice touch, yeah. So the commentators explained this match was meant to happen later in the night, but it's happening now because Charlotte has carried favour backstage. Which is the weird turn of phrase they use with women getting stuff yeah. backstage. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's not a long match. Uh, it probably goes a couple of minutes. And Lacey just hits the women's right on the outside behind the referee's back. Charlotte gets in. Becky rolls her up. Sort of, but I was like, but you were just knocked out by the punch, mm. and then Charlotte does. Does she pin her? I've lost track. Yeah, uh, yeah. big boot and then pin. Oh, that's it. Off yeah. of the oh, roll yeah. up. Oh, yeah, that's so it. yeah, that yeah. So weird. they roll up, stand up, and then she hits the big boot out of the corner. Yeah, which then was pins her. which is a very strange finish. If that's what you're like, what do, what does that mean for the women's right? Oh, you can just immediately come to your senses. Well, does it also more mean that now Charlotte's finishes the big boot because she keeps big booting people? In promo segments, I mean, pfft. so was that as she much to get? Used a, it as her finish before. Yeah, I don't know. I, I but it didn't work for me at all. No. I, I, Do you it, think it was the momentum of the punch was still stored? Yes. In Becky, and then she like that, like Sonic. It's a shame because like Becky has a lot of character and storyline history around punches to the face, mm. and they haven't really made much of that. Uh, I think it's a bit of a waste. Um, But then what happened is the Blondes united. Lacey and Charlotte were just beating down Becky. The crowd start chanting for Bailey, and Bailey's music hits. The crowd erupts. Bailey gets in there. She fights off uh, Charlotte and and Lacey. And then I thought, oh, crap. She's going to cash in on Becky. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Surely, because Becky is. She's just wrestled two matches. She's just lost one belt. Maybe she's going to lose the other. But no, no, no. Because Charlotte's going to hit a turnbuckle pad. Yeah. And that's going to knock her out completely. She looked, she looked like she'd been, she looked like she dropped out of the back of a car. Just in a pile in the corner. <laughs> what a weird way to do that. Like, she hits 
Yeah, she hits her head on the... So Charlotte charges after her. Bailey just moves. Charlotte hits her head on the middle turnbuckle, I think. Yeah. And she's there for a while. Bailey then cashes in, climbs to the top, and does a splash. And that's what that's what she wins. Well, with. there was an elbow. Well, she did was it an elbow? elbow? Yeah, she does an elbow quite weirdly. Why didn't she just come? To, the thing I thought she was going to do was just come down and just whop them with the briefcase. Yeah, that well, I guess sense. that's a bit more heelish. But you are saving Becky. Yeah. <coughs> At that anyway, point, you wouldn't care, would you? The Charlotte stuff was weird. I, I still find it weird that she was taken out so much by the turnbuckle pad. <laughs> Seeing that that spot's done all the time and people are totally fine. And Charlotte had wrestled, what, a two-minute match? Yeah. But the crowd reaction to Bailey becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion, how they just kept on playing her music, she ran through the crowd. It was great. This was Kofi Kingston levels of yeah. reset, I think. It was, ama- it was amazing, like... The machinery of WWE, we complain about it so much, but every now and again, that was just perfect timing. The mm. crowd just has come full circle. They wanted it to happen, and they just seem to, even just on that night, they just decided they wanted it to happen now. Yeah. And it's just, it has completely reset her character over what, two years nearly of being mm. completely mistreated? Just in one night, bang, straight back to the top. I think it's great. Yeah. Kofi had a, a decade yeah. of being treated like that. I, yeah, it was. <coughs> It was really expertly done and full credit to WWE because that segment is designed to to make Bailey turn into that. Just the way they kept playing the music yeah. gave her the long <clears> celebration. <throat> I just uh you know, just but just a step back, that's a great moment. But really, you want to build up Bailey over six months on SmackDown and you have her chase. Because she's the, the babyface underdog character. That's so fundamental to her appeal. Yeah. And then she wins the belt. And that's the big crowning moment. But you can't do that story now. Yeah. This is the, this is the, this is the, my, as soon as it finished, my immediate thought was that. I think I'm going, oh, but it's more fun to watch her chase it than, yeah. Because now she's just going to have to fend off. Well, I guess now, will she just, you know, she just fend off Charlotte and plus whoever she decides to kind of have as a lackey. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to see where they go. Um, but an Ember Moon Bailey match would sort of be a yeah. great babyface, babyface feud. Uh, after that, we got Elias. Oh, yeah. I've written, I wonder if that was meant to be Sasha's spot. What's that now? Uh, that, like, Bailey winning everything. Was that just something WWE booked to say to Sasha, you could have had this? Or was this always the plan to give to Sasha? That's interesting. Uh, they are that petty. Mm. But at the same time, it makes so much sense to do it with Bailey that it's kind of. I think. I, I think you. They might. Maybe somebody backstage thinks that is a bit of a sticking it to Sasha. But at the same time, they also do want to do this with Bailey. So yeah. it's kind of a kill two birds with one kill stone. Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> uh, then we got Elias versus Roman Reigns. Thank God this wasn't a match. This was the backstage segment of this was hilarious. Mm. I've shown I've shown I've I've shown several people this who don't like wrestling. Gone, just look at this Scooby Doo villain in a dressing gown. Yeah. sneak up behind <laughs> him and then just brain him with a guitar and then <laughs> and then just walked out of the ring. Yeah, but so where they were was Roman on his way to the ring and was he just going to wrestle in that hoodie in the first place? Yeah, maybe. What like what? Maybe was, he takes off the hoodie the just bit, before I, he comes out. The bit that I, I struggled to get was what was what was. Roman being interrupted on his way to do. 
They were the next match, weren't they? But he was about to walk out in the middle of the crowd like Elias did. He was in the same corridor. He, yeah, t- he was. They turned around and there's the crowd. So where was Roman going? Old Shield entrance. <laughs> it was the most bizarre maybe, bit. Maybe Elias just took a really long time <coughs> to catch up with him. And he just kept walking past. It was. He got lost. Got lost. <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> Get trapped a big egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did, Elias came out and he, you know, does his usual uh, heel song on With the an electric pit. guitar. Like an electric guitar, shades of Bob Dylan. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't get more booze. Yeah. But they, he said, really, I thought it was the best delivery he's had in a long time. Uh, I've got an electric guitar here because the other one's broken. Yeah. Just like it, it was wasn't great. anything to do with Roman. Uh, I think it's, they got a, a laugh from the crowd. Yeah. Oh, it did. Like Elias g- does get genuine laughs mm. quite a lot he is funny and he's got a great delivery mm. and even the way he says tells everyone to shut up is really filled with like petty anger it's, I think he's great yeah it's a shame his babyface run didn't last a bit longer because that was working yeah well, it's funny, cause I remember when he debuted in NXT as the drifter mm. and immediately I went ah no don't worry about yeah, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's taken him a while to sort of find mm. his place in the character but he's he's getting there but he, so he finishes his little song and he walks up the ramp. The big dog's music hits, comes out, Superman punch, go in the ring, bell, ri- uh, bell rings, and spear for the win for Roman. Yeah. So, yeah, that's But it's weird good. that it was, it was billed as one <coughs> of the main matches of the night, in a way. Like, it had, it was all, mm. it was, had, its, had a promo package, it had quite a lot of build. It was odd to have it just blown off so quickly. So is that yeah. just the end of that? Is that just, that's done now? Well, I think they're obviously going Shane Roman is is the direction of that feud. So maybe Elias is just going to continue acting as McMahon's second there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's So it's good for the, the structure of the night, I think, because that really refreshed the crowd for what came next, which was this excellent Seth Rollins-AJ match. Yeah. But for, for Roman as a character, like he, he should have so much momentum. But he he doesn't feel like he has any of that. Like he's coming off a real life recovery from leukemia, mm. and he's he's close to being back to old boring Roman again. And yeah. these segments like that don't do anything to to help that. I think I think and it's so difficult for WWE because of how many of all the deals they have done outside of the ring. But like, it's weird that he still has the Shield's music and always has done. Mm-hmm. It's weird that he still dresses like he's in Shield. I think at some point he needs a, just a freshen up like a new bit just some different gear some different music or whatever it is whatever it is different nickname I don't know whatever it's something subtle to just give him just a little nudge in a new direction I think he just needs something because he's still because he he can go back and he can go away and come back for whatever reason and many times as he wants but if he just keeps coming back as the same thing precisely the same Mm. thing eventually it's just he'll never never get that goodwill back because he just looks like the guy that we didn't like before yeah same catchphrases I don't think he's he hasn't added anything new to his character yeah. for, well, the, for years. But if you think even Rollins in the last year has had the burn it down thing go, have and it was on his tights and his office Monday office. Night Rollins. Yeah, he's had loads of stuff. He just con- everyone just constantly adds stuff mm. to their character. That's a good point. Um, and he seems to be the only one that doesn't. Well, talking of Seth Rollins, we got some wrestling <laughs> next. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. It was a superb match. This was. Amazing. And I, this is like something that I really, really love. I love superb matches when I know both guys could have a better match. Yeah. Like yeah. this was, that like like AJ and Balor uh, at Survivor, was it some, no, TLC a few years ago, 
Like they have a match where they do spots and they leave enough back where I'm more excited about their second encounter. Yeah. Because yeah. I know they're going to riff on bits. They've got more in the tank. This, this was a perfect example of that, I thought. Yeah, because there's moves that they both do that haven't even hit in this match. Mm. So it's interesting to see what they do. I think they will do it again. I hope so. They're on the same brand. Yeah. Wild card. Everyone's <laughs> on the same brand. Uh, but the uh, so many spots. Uh, the, the, the Falcon Arrow thing that, that the superplex into the Falcon Arrow yeah. that Seth usually does. He, he had a reverse suplex into an inverted version of that, which was really inventive. Loads of dives outside. There was There was one where, like, AJ dropped Seth's neck on the top rope. Oh, yeah. And then that gave Seth the momentum yeah. to run and do a dive on him. I thought that that was really yeah. good. Great super kicks. But the best one was... You can say it. <laughs> the step up into the Styles Clash mm. was one of the most incredibly <coughs> sweetly hit things I've ever seen. Like, it was so smooth. And so clean. And just, it was incredible. Smoother than Shane McMahon getting a chair from nowhere? <laughs> not not as buttery smooth and delicious <laughs> as that chair spot was. But close. Yeah. It was close. It's, it's was it better there. than oh. the uh, stomp into the RKO? That's what I was just going to say. say yeah. Exactly the same thing. It's, well, the stomp into the RKO was great. But watching it back like with this, that's quite an easy move to do. Yeah. To go from a, the curb stomp mm. into the Styles Clash position. Yeah. That like there's no, if you told me that I was like, "Well, you can't do that." Yeah. Because that won't work. But the amazing But thing, they made it work. The amazing thing about it is bit about it as well is he actually genuinely does do the stomp. He actually presses his foot onto his head and they go down a little bit and then pop up into it. So the timing of it oh. You, it's, you couldn't, they could never have done that better. It was incredible. And, and it's because they're, I mean, they're two of the best wrestlers in the world. And watching them wrestle was, was like watching, like I'd suddenly switched to HD. I was looking at the yeah. punches. And I was like, those punches are connecting and those yeah. kicks are connecting and everything looks real. Yeah. And then that's when I'm like, oh yeah, because AJ Styles is actually one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's not just the best wrestler in WWE. Yeah. And when he's put in these environments, he can really show that. It was, yeah. The bit that I think showed that for me was when AJ went for his uh, vintage, which he doesn't do to many people, the vintage backflip into the DDT. Yes! And he actually misses it, but between them, in a split second, between them, they just adjust. And by the time he gets back, the perfect position mm. and nails it. So like that, I think when you can actually keep that momentum like that that requires such great chemistry between them I thought that that bit was I was like okay now they're really yeah. cooking uh, and then what happened in the end shortly after that curb stomp reversal which still blows my mind uh, Rollins got the curb stomp for the win and th there was a really nice post-match angle where Seth was celebrating AJ walked out of the ring but then he got back in ooh but he just shakes hands with him and they shake hands and, and that would have been like meh whatever I wouldn't really care but AJ said off mic, you understand how hard yeah. this is for me. I just thought, what a beautiful, yeah. that makes this moment feel much bigger. Yeah. And they saw, they, it was like a sort of an angry handshake as well. Yeah. A very begrudging respect. Yeah. I, like, I really liked, um, there was some just amazing, like, uh, just wrestling exchanges that went on in that. So it was like the whole thing had a very, like, 
it wasn't a fight. It was a two people trying to one up each other the whole mm. time. And so by the time it gets to the end, it really they really earned that spot to do the handshake from the crowd. Even though you could see it was so telegraphed, mm. they really earned it. And quite a lot of times you see that spot, and I don't think they've quite earned it. But in that moment, everyone knew, everyone wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> it like they they'd so earned that, and the way the match had built as well was they totally earned that spot. I think it worked really well. And hopefully, it blows off into a decent tit for tat feud. Well, that's. Like, a <coughs> after this match, <coughs> I was excited that they would have the rematch. But now I just, I just, that maybe that's why I hated the Brock thing so much. Where I just feel like Seth's going to get absorbed into whatever Lesnar's doing. Yeah. And we won't get any follow up on this genuinely amazing potential. Well, feud. this is the worry because AJ has been used a few times now. He's been put in that spot where he's the relied upon uh, big name mm. for everyone else to get their heat from. And I worry that this is kind of yeah. He's kind of weirdly taken the Jericho role. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Considering he came into the WWE yeah. with Jericho, really. Uh, after that, we got Lars Sullivan beating up the Lucha House Party. I want to know: Can we get a medical update on uh, Grand Metal? <laughs> yeah. So you you were very concerned because I how think rough Lars was. Yes, yeah, because I think Lars comes down. He's so amped to come down. I think he just was just overexcited. Metalik does the dive gets caught, goes for the freak accident, but he I'm, he isn't he hasn't hit it that hard in a ring before and he just sent him to the centre of the earth <laughs> with it. And the referee straight away was out checking out. He looked like he looked like he was in a lot of genuine pain. Yeah. And was still sort of <coughs> didn't look like he was selling prone. It looked like he was actually considering whether he could actually stand up yeah. again. And then then he ran in and headbutted Kalisto's horn yeah. and cut his own head. It was just all too much. He got very excited. He's like Lenny. He got very excited with the... With the From with of mice the, and men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got very excited. You can't excited. just say Lenny. <laughs> he got very excited and strangled some puppies. Yeah. <laughs> We've all done it. Uh, the he So that, you, I, you were watching that part. I was more obsessed with... Why are Lucha House Party out here? Yeah, no, I didn't get that bit. Who are they going to face? And why were they cutting a promo? Yeah. Lucha. <laughs> Lucha things. I just thought it was so so contrived. Well, as soon as they came out, I thought, oh, well, this is Lars Sullivan's time to beat yeah. them up. And also, that was, <coughs> that was the most uncomfortable I've been watching them do that gimmick. Because that was really like... They've always been sent out there to like really hype the fact that they're the Lucha House Party mm. and that they're very Mexican. <laughs> and that was basically what they've been told. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't think, I don't think, they really enjoy, I don't think they're really enjoying this. So of many of the recently resurfaced posts that Lars made over a decade, well, like before he joined WWE about over seven mm. years ago, uh, some of those comments were about Mexicans. Mm. And stuff. And, like, look, on paper, if I were to look at the roster and I'd just go, huh, we need Lars to look impressive and beat some people up. Lucha House Party makes total sense. There's three of them. They're small. It, Lars can throw them around. But, and I don't think this was done maliciously. Like, let's put Lars out there. This will be funny because of the comments. Yeah. But you should be aware that that's what a lot of people can now make jokes about. Yeah. So you don't do this because it'll make you look stupid. They've clearly got two or five live people hanging around. Yeah. Just get some other ones. Just get the roster <laughs> out there. 
So that was uh, that was silly. Uh, and then the last match we'll talk about, because the next one afterwards was the Money in the Bank men's match, was Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. I like this match. I, th- I just think the crowd were a bit dead for it. I was a bit dead for it too. This was a lot, you know, it's a long show. It's 3.45. Yeah, about that, yeah. So, so this came just at the end of like the third hour. And uh, yeah, I, I found myself losing interest here. I think the problem with it was is I think <coughs> the story was that of Kevin Owens working the back. And I think, because he did the Boston Crab spot twice, mm. I think it was weird that they didn't just immediately go outside and do the powerbomb on the apron spot. Because that, that, they've sold that now for weeks, for what, two or three weeks on SmackDown as the mm. thing that injured uh, Xavier. And so like, I was like, okay, so that'll be the thing he does. But they never did that. But then I think by the time he did the second Boston Crab spot, they kind of sold the back thing well enough that now the crowd kind of had followed the narrative of the match. But also they were just a bit tired. <laughs> yeah. And after that Seth AJ match, which was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I think this I do I do think this match is actually slightly underrated. I think it was I think it was better than it felt. Mm. If that makes sense. Potentially. I, I think the problem's far more fundamental in that this would have been an excellent match three months net from now. Because yes, that is true, yeah. You that Kevin Owens turning on the new day just two weeks in wasted so much potential and if they were patient about this feud and booked them and we got invested in Kevin Owens as part of the new day and then he turns in three months time and that's your go home angle or like three weeks out from a pay-per-view then this match you could have the exact same match but the emotion will be a lot more intense just like Mm. how Kofi versus Daniel Bryan like if that was just a match out of context it'd be a good match but you won't have people crying afterwards. Yeah. But because it had all the context of Kofi coming against all these odds to take him on, then it was it was one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. Just from that, not from an in-ring standpoint, but just from an emotions side. So yeah, I th- I just think it was a badly booked feud, unfortunately. Well, it's weird, it's weird with Kevin Owens specifically because this is now they seem to quite semi-regularly play on things he used to do on the indies mm. to try and generate stories. So clearly, there's someone in the creative room who knows about stuff he used to do, like when he was part of the Young Bucks, but had all the T-shirts on yeah, the stuff yeah. with PWG, yeah. and all the stuff they've done with Sami Zayn. Like these are all, he's quite semi-regularly repeated angles from his olden times, mm. I think probably because some people won't know it. And they're not quite, they're never quite just going, they're, not, they're, they're, they're starting them, and they're not quite getting yeah. to the finish line of them. And it's, this is now the second or third time this happened with an angle with him. Mm. And it's just a bit, it's a shame that it keeps, he keeps, he does subtly reinvent himself every time he comes back or, or over time and every time they hit the brakes at some point. Mm, a bit yeah, a shame. I think it's because Jimmy Jacobs used to be a booker backstage on of the course, creative team. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of connections there. But of course he was he was let go because he took a selfie with the B and the Elite guys because WWE aren't worried about that at all. Uh, so that's overall I gave it three out of five because it could have been a four out of five show I think. But the Lesnar thing really soured me on it. So yeah. I, I put it down a notch. What, what say you out of five? Uh, yeah, I think I think up up to up to the up to literally Lesnar coming out, mm. I was like sort of three and a half, four. But then, yeah, it's probably about three. Cool. So let's have some super chats. Yeah, we've got plenty to get through. Uh, Lesnar has been confirmed for Raw tonight, apparently. So Might be getting that other belt. Interesting. He gets Dominic. Could he? Could he cash in on Mick Foley <laughs> before he's even given it out? No. 
It's mine. I forgot what it was. His voice. He like. should exchange the the belt for the briefcase, and then everyone else can fight for the briefcase. Nice. There we go. <laughs> uh, Jobber JJ says Bailey Sting winning and flies into the rafters. Yep, yeah, we've been through this. <laughs> Simon, are you aware of this person who keeps trying to no, fantasy book? No, it's not the same person. Well, now it's taken on a life of its own to yeah. annoy me. Uh, someone thinks that Bailey should be booked as as essentially the Sting storyline from the <laughs> mid nineties. She goes emo, right. comes back in full crow face paint. <laughs> I'm, I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vernon Jeffries says, with Brock winning Money in the Bank, does that take the majority of the heat off Corbin and onto Brock? I think Corbin's got his own heat. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got more than enough to go around. Yeah. yeah, but not as much heat as he could have had. No. Well, Corbin regularly does get like pops and cheers in matches because he's good. Mm. And then they go, after a while, they go, oh, no, he's still in jeans and he's talking again. You still suck. <laughs> uh, Sanj TP says, and I don't know if his space bar broke at some point here, but it says, just imagine if the lights went out, came back on with Ali on the floor and Black sitting on top of the ladder's... Alistair Black sitting on top of the ladder with his legs crossed with the brief with the briefcase. Hashtag housemate Simon section. Ah, well, I would like to see that. What, just because they said your name? Yes, <laughs> that would have well, been no, cool. But like when the, when the hanging upside down happened, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, because at that point I actually hadn't had it spoiled because mm. I watched it in kind of two moments. Mm. By that point, I hadn't had it spoiled yet, so I was like, oh, they're actually going to do it. He's been doing all these cryptic promos. This is perfect. And then, no. no. <laughs> uh, JJ Bates fault, really. says, nothing it's but a you. nice donation from JJ. Thank uh, you, JJ. Just Dustin S. Gooding says, Alexa Bliss is raw GM due to concussions? Question mark. I don't think they're doing GMs anymore. Are we? Yeah, that, that, the no more authority figures. This is the new era. And There's no authority figures, but people do come out under other guises and make matches. Mm. So you can call them whatever you want. But if someone comes out with a microphone and makes a match, they are an authority figure. Yes. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Attile says, I'm a huge fan of Rational Talk. Quick question, will Andrade get the push he deserves? I think he's getting it. Yeah. Well, it could have been massive if he won the Money in the Bank match, but yeah, I don't know. I can't can't get my hopes up. Uh, Greg Smith says, wasn't it rumoured of a women's Money in the Bank match being redone on Raw? Perhaps it's changed to the men's now. Have they done that before? I think they have. Well, they did that for the first women's bank match. Given that they just announced that Lesnar's on tonight, I feel like they would have probably announced if they were going to do a second to get people to watch. No, but they love surprises. (laughs) Um, Blank. uh, Blankomac. Blankomac11 says Brock WE and AEW CEO. Why are you so mad, people? Brock to AEW. Brock to be both WWE and AEO's CEO. AEW CEO. I think he's joking. Why would he be a CEO? That makes even less sense. (laughs) I think he's just trying to annoy people by pushing Brock. Well done. Uh, William Buena says, uh, the new title, a TV title, Ollie is the best. Ollie number one. Ollie's section over there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Where's your belt? I haven't even got this (laughs) trophy. This trophy will be mine. The Wrestle... The Wrestle League trophy emoji trophy. Oh. And all its three pound glory. Uh, I... Three pounds of gold. <laughs> sad. Yeah, we should do like a really serious video journal series. Yeah. Carrying that around the mid Atlantic. Uh, I. What was the question? 
uh, is the new t- title a TV title? Oh, a TV title. title. No, I don't think so. I think the Legends belt is a good shout. Uh, Hardcore, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Smithy or Smizzy says, uh, what do you guys think their excuse of saying it's okay for, for Brock to win Money in the Bank? Also, what are the rules of Money in the Bank again? But things are... Te- well, yeah, so the rule is that you have to be in the match. <laughs> yeah, that, Which, to be fair, isn't an exclusive thing about <laughs> Money in the Bank matches. I, I think they'll make it so Triple H or whatever authority figure put Brock in the match. That's the only only way I can yeah. see this one. I guess, would this would this chime in with the... If they re- do redo the match tonight, then there'll be some sort of weird two briefcase thing, and they'll have some really bad promos about contracts and going to the UFC, and it'll just kind of be a bit confusing, but... That feels <laughs> wild card. Yeah. Uh, Blake Carpenter, Ollie Davis, say my name. Uh, B- Blaine <laughs> Shoesmith. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, William Buena says, love you guys, best in the world. Thank yes, we you. Are. So are you, though. Uh, Chris Gardner says, join the stream late, so I don't know if anyone else is yet, but do you think it would have been better if Ali had jumped off onto Lesnar to try to make him out, take him out, and Brock catches him into an F5? Yeah, I think that would have been better. Um, but that would having Ali do anything <laughs> at that moment would have been great. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. All the yeah. six other guys <laughs> yeah. who were also stunned in the side. Randy how was gr- fine? <laughs> yeah. How great would that have been if they had all at that point stood up and then all just beaten Lesnar back? Well, like uh, like, like the shield like, all yeah. went up yeah. on the and ring, and then and that's when Corbin climbs up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, True Dill says, "What do you what do you think when Michael Cole said, oh my God, how is he alive with the Almas sunset flint through the ladder? The ladder. I thought it was quite funny. The, yeah, there were there were an, a few annoying Cole calls in that match. There was another one of the Spanish fly where he freaked out and was like, what? These guys are crazy. Yeah. Just, I liked Cole when he had a go at the ref, though, for the um, when Shane did the rope break. Mm. That felt fine. Uh, Cassidy Lanning, so Lanning says, thought on AW securing a TV14 rating on TV TNT. Yeah, so this is really interesting. I just assumed they were going to make a sort of PG product, given the nature of their TV deal and wanting to have... Uh, advertiser, if they've got an advertising split deal, you want more adverts, right? Mm. But they've gone TV 14, which, yeah, um, means was... a more, more mature adult product. I guess that's a really smart move if you want to differentiate yourself from WWE and makes total sense if John Mox is on his way there, the mm. former Dean Ambrose. I guess it also makes total sense if, if what Tony Khan says is true, which it is his company. Which <laughs> uh, says then they're trying to be an alternative. They're not trying mm. to beat WWE, at least not mm. yet. Uh, they want to be an alternative, and that is that is literally the only way. Uh, Jeffrey Pridemore, no message, but thank you for thank your you donation, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Sanj TP says, what do you think of Ms. Dad's run-in? Love from St. Louis. He didn't do a run-in. I know, that's a shame. No, was, we, we, but he should have done, He, he should, should have been at the he door. He should run in at every match. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a cage, so it's there yeah. to prevent it, but... Up through the ring. Hey, cages can't Up stop through the Ms. ring Dad. like this. If <laughs> he slid him out from under the ring, like, he <laughs> thought he was getting another chair, but it's just Ms. Dad getting dragged out. Two like fists that. just appear. <laughs> uh, Tina Keys says, Hola, long-time supporter from Seattle. Keep up the great content. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Um, uh, Matt Dennis has two messages uh, he says I was at Money in the Bank and the reaction to Bailey winning the title was one of the loudest reactions I've ever seen also Roman got nothing but booze when he appeared it's as if he never oh. left sadly can you see sad. a loud reaction do you hear it I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to say it <laughs> 
Um, but great, great comment. <laughs> uh, Ress, uh, Lips says Brock is a five-letter B word, a mm-hmm. bongo. That's six. Um, and Randy Datsun's voice testing is testing you when you passed. Yeah. <laughs> and Randy Datsun's voice is so smooth you can use it as in a TV ad for shaving cream. This is, you know, this isn't his voice. He puts it on. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you? Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes. You seen Stephanie Bear Trees? talk out of her character. No, I yeah, haven't. Yeah. She's got the most high-pitched girly voice. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah. Up afterwards. Uh, yeah, I actually talk like this. Um, the real YT says, do you think Roman not getting over because people still think he faked his... Oh, I hate oh, that. No. No. Never says that. Stop. No, I, people have been saying that in the comments and I've deleted every single one. Um, Tomo says, sad that there was no Tomo. rest holds in the Roman Elias match. That's all I wanted to see. Well, we don't know that. Reigns could have been backstage. Practicing his rest and, and Drew might have just walked in, <laughs> seen Roman on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually read his neck. Uh, Sean Turner, this is Bailey, man. Right. Uh, Bailey has the new belt. Now bury her. Then bring Bailey Sting no. to light. No. Do it, genius Vince. <laughs> uh, what is housemate Simon's thought on female Bailey Sting? Uh, I'm a fan of it. I think we should do it. <laughs> yeah. Watch Green Grapple. <laughs> uh, Shaggy Shadows says, watching Ricochet and Ali Spot was a definite Cyrax versus Sector Mortal Kombat dream match. I don't know what that means. You're a video it's game good. guy. Yeah, it's good. That's a good thing. Cool. Good. Um, good. Sanj TP says, what is the best pay-per-view theme of all time? Oh, what? Like a like music theme? Mm. Was My Sacrifice by Creed... 2000 SummerSlam 2000s theme or was yeah. that just a video package no idea theme that was definitely wasn't that the video package for, for the main the triple, triple threat H- I think and also Triple H's leg injury <coughs> or was it yeah when you are with yeah. me uh, it was definitely the Guerrero uh, music as well okay. the package um, Maurice Robinson says will Becky challenge Bailey to get her belt back hopefully not well who sorry Bay, uh, Becky challenged Bailey. No, I think uh, move Becky. Although Becky is listed as a SmackDown star, I believe. Right, Alvarez, not that that matters. Alvarez reported that she was going to be on Raw when she dropped mm, her yeah. SmackDown belt. Well, will they not? Na- will they not now do wild card rule? Just they're all going to have a four way sort of for no, the belt, just idea. kind of protecting yeah. each other, attacking each other. Sure. Just wild card and all over the place. Wild card. So, so the count is that'll be two wild cards every week. So there can only be two left. Yes. That's what, that's what the numbers is in my head. I want Lacey to come out, and instead of money, it's just cards. cards. Well, everyone's just saying it was money in the bank. That's why there was money. No one else had money. Why did she have a money gun? Carmella had money on her outfit. She does anyway, doesn't she? She so wears that sometimes. She, yeah. uh, Sanj TP, and now ribbing on the fact that I said he didn't have a space bar. Uh, awesome time to have John Moxley debut and take the briefcase. What, from yeah, Bradley? It's not a... Uh, <laughs> It's not, I don't think no. that's happening. Uh, Tomo <laughs> says Brock will cash in on Raw and become the new Raw Women's Champion. Hey. Uh, Kratos. Becky no belts. Kratos' forgotten son says, thank you guys as always. Thank you, Kratos' forgotten son. I th- he is I, a, he's a patriot. He's very nice. He messaged me yesterday because <coughs> he'd forgotten to get his predictions in on time, but uh, he was so nice that I said he could do it. So well done. Good. Uh, Judo Judah says, "Will they do a Who Done It angle with Sami Zayn? I mean, it was obviously Brock, wasn't it? Unless yeah, it but was, was it? it? Or was it like a, a Triple H goon? Because Triple H and 
Brock are working together. I've got no idea. I don't think Paul Heyman did it. Uh, Oh, right. So what did you think of Miz Dad's run-in on the indies when he did it the other day? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't. You've, I know it happened, but yeah, uh, I don't think he really did much of anything. He I just think sort he of just appeared. Up or, yeah. Uh, Joshua Rawlins says, "What about this? The lights go out on the ladder match. Wyatt shows up and smashes Orton. Lights out. He leaves, and the case is gone with him." So he does seem weird. again. See, the, the, the thing that's thrown everyone off is the ceremonial nature of Sami Zayn being hung, hung upside down with yeah. chains around his feet. That feels like someone. That's someone doing something creepy. So to then to have it just be. It's either some. It's either. It's either going to be confusingly. That's happened at the same time as Brock turning up, mm. and they're actually unconnected, which is mental. <laughs> <laughs> or it. Or they're going to claim that Brock did it. I don't know. Yeah, Lesnar beatdown should just be a guy and rubble. Yeah. Over him. Yeah. Uh, True Dill says, "What would be a good name for the new title?" It's going to be the Legends title. Yeah. The, the championship. Uh, I don't think it is. I, I can't see him doing that. The Saudi Arabian best in the world. <laughs> Oil belt. Beautiful city of Jeddah. Please visit. <laughs> championship trophy. Cumberbund. Yeah. Um, Keith Gilmore says, how many wrestlers does Shane have to hurt before they stop pushing Shane like he's some top talent? I hate watching him. I don't like watching him punch and kick people legitimately. Potato. Mm. That's not that fun. Well, it's snuff, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we have two more. Uh, Angle Kenshin says nothing, but thank you for your donation, Angle. And Samuel Newsom is our last one. It says Brock is going to throw Seth into the rafters. Potentially. Well, that was a, a long wrestle ramble. That was an hour into the rafters. Hits Bailey Sting. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the debut. Uh, so yeah, but thank you very much for all joining us and for your very generous su- su- super chats as well. And please uh, click the videos, I guess, that have just appeared on the laps, but on, on our desk here. One of them will be Screen Grapple, if you haven't watched it. Me and Simon did that yesterday. It's really funny. I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Housemate Simon. Over there was Randy Andy Datsun. And that was Randy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 